What is up everyone? This is Brady Penn. This is Stand Up Triple and today we are going to be talking about the NFL. This is going to be the NFL preview episode. And so we are pretty much going to go division by division. We're going to predict everyone's records. We're going to predict playoffs, awards, everything. So for about the next half hour we will be talking all NFL. Let's go ahead and get it started. I'm going to start in the AFC North. I've got the Browns winning that division going 15-2. and two. 5-1 and one in the division. They have a pretty light schedule. They reloaded on defense this year. They were already good last year. I think they're going to be a solid squad. And second in the north, I'm going to go with the Ravens at 11-6. Maybe take away a win or two with the J.K. Dobbins injury, but I still think they're going to be solid. They've got a good defense. Lamar is going to do his thing. Now when it comes to the playoffs, I don't know what's going to happen there, but we will see. In third, I've got the Steelers going six and eleven, three and three in division. I just I didn't see a lot of good pickups when they drafted Najee. Najee is going to be a great player, but to me, they had bigger needs, and I don't think that bringing back an aging Big Ben is going to be a good move for them. And then in the basement, in last place, I've got the Bengals going two and fifteen, going winless in the division. Uh, I just think that O line is terrible. Joe Burrow is going to get hit a lot, which is not going to be good for him coming off that ACL injury, obviously. don't think Joe Mixon is going to have a great year. Jamar Chase is looking like he could be a bust. But we'll see. But I've got them in last place. Let's move to the AFC South. I'll go from the bottom up this time. In last place, I've got the Houston Texans going 1-16. And this could change if Deshaun Watson plays. Maybe if he doesn't and they pick up Cam Newton, I might give them a few more wins. But as it stands right now, if Watson doesn't play, if Tyrod Taylor is their starting quarterback, I just don't see a way that this team wins more than a game. They might not even win a game, but I didn't want to predict a team to go winless. Uh, in third in the AFC South, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I do think Trevor is going to have a really good career. I think they're going to build around him. But they've got a tough schedule this year, and honestly, I just – I don't see them flipping the switch in year one. I'm going to give them 2-15. and 15. I do think Trevor's going to have a really good year. Like I said, he's going to have a good career. He's going to have a good season. But I don't see a way that they're better than the Colts or the Titans. And I don't see a way where they win more than two games. In second, I've got the Colts at 7-10. and 10. A lot of this could depend on Carson Wentz's performance. But if it's the Carson Wentz that we've seen the last two years... Or really ever since his injury, I'm going to go with 7-10. and 10. They've got a solid defense. They're anchored by Darius Leonard in the inside. On offense, they've got Jonathan Taylor, who's one of my favorite young backs. But I just don't know. Facing the Titans twice, and depending, Wentz could miss a couple weeks. They said he could be back for week one, but we don't know yet. I'm going to mark them down at 7-10, and 10, and the 10th seed in the AFC just missing the playoffs. And so obviously at the top of the South, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. They got Julio Jones this offseason. The defense is suspect, obviously, but with that offense, I, just, I think they're going to score more than a lot of teams and win a lot of games. I've got them at 13-4 and four, and actually winning every one of their division games. Um, like I said, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown. I, just, I don't see at least the teams in that division. I don't see them stopping that offensive attack. Let's move to the East. In first, I've got the Buffalo Bills, who could have the MVP this year. We'll talk about that later. But I've got them going 15-2, and 5-1 and one in the division. Uh, I think 
their offense is going to be really good. They might, their running game might hold them back a little bit, but their passing game is going to be so electric. That Allen to Diggs connection is just something else. And um, their defense is solid. I'm going to give them 15 and 2. They're going to be the three seed in the AFC behind Kansas City and Cleveland. In second, I'm going to have the Patriots. Now, this is another one of those situations where it kind of depends. You got the news yesterday. Cam Newton's cut. Mac Jones is a starter. I had them, when I did these predictions two days ago, had them at 11-6. and six. I don't know if I was thinking of Cam or Mac would be the starter, but I think 11-6 and six is fair. Maybe 10-7. and seven. I've got them making the playoffs as the sixth seed. They're going to lose to the Bills once. They're going to lose to the Dolphins once. They'll go 4-2 and two in the division. Um, they've got a few games that are really there. You know, you got to look out for those games like, Week four, when Brady and the Bucks come to New England on Sunday Night Football, that might be the game of the year right there, but we'll yet to see. Mac Jones is one of my Rookie of the Year favorites for the AFC, so we'll see how that goes. And then I've got a third playoff team in the division. In third place, the Miami Dolphins. I've got them also going 11-6, and six, but losing the tiebreaker to New England and going 3-3 three and three in the division. Uh, Tua, I think he's going to take a step up. I don't understand a lot of the hate that he gets. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think Brian Flores is, is a really good coach. That secondary is really good. That defense, like I, like I just said, it's really well coached. So I've got them 11-6, and 6, 10 or 7 territory as well, making the playoffs as the 7th seed. And then in last place, per usual, I've got the New York Jets. Um, I'm not a big Zach Wilson guy, I'll be honest. I don't think he's going to be very good. I think Corey Davis is a good pickup. Getting Shaq Lawson the other day, that's big for them, but that division is going to be too good. I think they're going to go 5-12. and 12. I don't think they're going to win a division game this year. Hot take. They're going to go 0-6 in the division, but I've got them at 5-12. and 12. But they're they're on the way up. In the West, uh, from the bottom up this time, in last, I'm going to have the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they pretty much lost their entire offensive line. They lost, really, wide receiver one. They lost Aguilar. I just don't think they're going to have a great season. I'm not a big Derek Carr guy. I don't think he's the worst, but with the talent around him, aside from Waller and Jacobs, I just don't I don't see them doing a lot this year. And third, I've got the Chargers. They're going to be better than last year. I think Justin Herbert's going to continue to ascend. Got them at 9-8, and eight, but another situation where the division's just too competitive, and uh, I think they're going to lose a couple games they shouldn't. They might win a few games that they shouldn't, but I've got them right at Nine and eight, around 500 territory. And second, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. This might shock some people. Teddy Bridgewater's the quarterback. I myself thought Drew Locke might be the starter, but that defense is going to be really, really good. I mean, you got Bradley Chubb coming back. You're going to have Miller. You're going to have Justin Simmons. That defense is just nasty. And Vic Fangio is a really good defensive mind. I've got them 11 and six, three and three in the division. And in first, to no one's surprise, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs once again as the one seed in the AFC. I've got them going 15-2, and 5-1 in the division. I mean, there's not a lot that needs to be said here. They brought back a lot of guys. They beefed up on the O-line, getting um, Orlando Brown and Joe Tooney. I just don't, don't really see anybody challenging them for that title. So let's move on to the other side of the league in the NFC. Um, in the NFC North, I'm going to put the Green Bay Packers in first. Once again, Aaron Rodgers, likely his last year with the Packers. I'm going to pin them down at 13-4. and four. 
four and two in the division, and they're going to be the four seed in the NFC. I think the NFC is going to be loaded this year, but I think Rodgers is going to have another good year. Adams, Jones, they're going to be solid. Matt LaFleur, I think, is a good coach, and they'll be right back in the mix again. In second, as the seventh seed in the NFC, have the Minnesota Vikings at 11-6. and six. A lot of offensive talent. I think their defense is going to be better than it was last year. They lost a few games last year that they really shouldn't have, and I think 11-6 and six is a fair spot for them. Kirk, he's, he's going to do what needs to be done to win games, and you've just got electric players on the offensive side of the ball. You've got Dalvin Cook who is elite. He was in MVP talks until really the last couple games of the year. He missed a few games. You've got Justin Jefferson, who already in year two I think is a top ten wide receiver. You've got Adam Thielen, who's really good every year. I just I think they're going to be a good squad, but I don't think they're going to be better than Green Bay. In third, I'm going to put the Chicago Bears at 5-12, and 2-4 in the north. Um, you know, I really don't think this changes whether it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. I do think Fields is going to be really good, and he could give them a spark if he does start, but that offensive line is really shaky. I, their defense is not as good as years past. I just I don't think it's going to be a great year for them. I think Matt Nagy is going to get fired maybe by midseason, but by the end of the year I think he'll be gone. Um, yeah, I've got them at 5-12, and 12, 12 seed in the NFC. And in the last, again, per usual, I've got the Detroit Lions finishing three and fourteen, one and five in the division. You know they just they don't have a lot going on. They got Panay Sewell, which could be a big anchor for them over the next decade, maybe at the O line. But I don't. Their defense isn't going to make a lot of noise. Jared Goff is the quarterback. That's not really anything to inspire anyone. They lost their number one wide receiver. T.J. Hawkinson is solid, but I just don't don't see them doing a whole lot in the South. In last place, this might surprise some people. I've got the New Orleans Saints going five and twelve, two and four in the division. You know, I mean, they just lost their franchise, the greatest player in their franchise's history. Michael Thomas isn't going to be back till about like week eight or nine with his injury. They've got whole. Lot, I feel like that organization as a whole is just really toxic. I don't think a lot of people are really behind Jameis. They were the way they were for Drew. Drew was kind of the glue that held everybody together. Alvin Kamara, he's a great player. He's going to do his thing. Probably all-pro level season from him once again. Their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games, but I just don't trust Jameis enough to win more than five or six games, especially in this division. Right in front of them, I've got the Atlanta Falcons finishing third in the South at 6-11, 2-4 in the division. Um, you know, they made they drafted Kyle Pitts. They got rid of Julio, though. A lot more targets are going to be going to Calvin Ridley. We'll see how he does as a true wide receiver one. I still think Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, but I don't know their defense. It's the case of a lot of these teams, really good offensive players, but their defense, I mean, it's not it's not great. They've got Grady Jarrett. They've got uh, Alua Khan. They've got a really, really young secondary, and I don't think that bodes well, especially in a division where Brady plays and the hard schedule they have. So I've got them at 6-11, and 11, and also at 6-11, and 11, I have the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, they got Sam Darnold. I'm not sure how much of an upgrade that is over Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not a big Darnold guy myself, but they do have a lot of really good weapons out there for him to throw the ball to, unlike how it was in New York. He's back with Robbie Anderson, who was in New York with him. He's got DJ Moore. He has Christian McCaffrey. And, I mean, the defense we're yet to see. But I do think, they're going to put up a lot of points in some games, but I just 
I'm going to have them right at the 6 and 11, 7 and 10 mark. And then obviously in first, I've got the reigning champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really don't see them struggling a lot this year. I've got them at 15 and 2, 5 and 1 in the division. I have them losing in the final week to Carolina. I think they'll be resting guys. And I have them losing in week 14 to Buffalo. I think that could also be a game of the year. Buffalo and Tampa Bay. It could be a Super Bowl preview. I don't know. There's going to be two really good teams facing off in Tampa. I'm excited to see that one. In the East, or the NFC least, I don't think it's going to be a very good division. Straight up. Uh, I've got the Cowboys winning it at 14-3. Hearing that C.D. Lamb has been making really big strides. He could be the wide receiver one over Amari Cooper. Uh, he's been having a great preseason. I think he's going to be really good. Cooper's going to be really good. Michael Gallup's about as solid of a wide receiver three as you can get. And I think Dak's going to uh, go off where he left last year before the injury. He was, I mean, he was on pace for the most passing yards of all time. I think Dak's a really good quarterback, and I think they're going to run away with this division. The closest team to them is going to be the Washington football team, the reigning East champs at 6-11. and 11. Uh, You know, a Ryan Fitzpatrick team that just doesn't, that doesn't do a lot for me. Uh, maybe if they stuck Heineke in there and he plays the way he did against Tampa, I don't know, but for now, I'm, I think Fitz is a starter, and there's, I mean, their defensive line, their front seven as a whole really is nasty, but I just don't, don't see them doing a whole lot in the East this year, especially having to face Dallas twice, so I've got them at second, six and 11. Then in third, I have the Philadelphia Eagles at three and 14, um, same thing as Washington football team. Just not a lot of guys on that team. I mean, we'll see how Devontae Smith does. He had a really good preseason. I'm a big Devontae fan. I think that he should have a good year. But the question is how much and how well the ball is going to get to him. Because, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he had a good first couple games. But those last few starts, he looked really shaky. Um, he, I just don't, I don't know if I trust him yet. And, I mean, who are the backup options? you got Minshew there. Maybe he could do something. I don't know if he got on the field. Joe Flacco, I'm, I mean, not a whole lot to be said there. I don't think Joe Flacco would be any upgrade over Jalen Hurts on the offense. Uh, don't think their secondary is very good. So I think it's going to be a pretty dismal year in Philly. Uh, and then in last place, I have the Giants, also 3-14, and 1-5 and five in the division. Uh, Daniel Jones, I just – I don't see it ever clicking for him. I mean, he's had two years now. He's not looked good in either of them. He turns the ball over a lot, throws picks, fumbles. I just I don't know if I see him getting it together. I think they could be in the running to pick a Spencer Rattler or a Sam Howell in April in the draft. I think Daniel Jones might be on the hot seat. They've got a really good defense, but I just don't know with that offense how many games they can truly win. So heading on to the last division, the NFC West. In last place, I am going to have the Seattle Seahawks. Not something we're used to hearing, but I just don't see them being better than the other three teams in this division. I've got them at around 5-12, and 12, uh, maybe 6-11. and 11. I think they've got solid players. Russ is a really good quarterback. DK is a really good receiver and Lockett. But their defense, particularly their secondary, gives me a lot of question marks. And like I said, I don't think the Seahawks are a bad team. They're not going to be on Eagles level or Giants level. But, I mean, you've got to play six games against the Niners, Rams, and Cardinals, and I don't think that bodes well in your favor. Um, they'll win one or two of those, but 
five and twelve, six and eleven is where I'm going to have them at. In third place, the sixth seed in the NFC, I'm going to have the Arizona Cardinals. Second division, where we've got three playoff teams in it, I'm going to have them at twelve and five, three and three in the division. Uh, I think Kyler's going to take a step up. A lot of it depends on Cliff Kingsbury's play calling. Honestly, I haven't loved a lot of it. I feel like he's limited Kyler a little bit, but with Kyler having another year with D Hop. Kirk's going to be there. They drafted Rondell Moore. Their defense has gotten better. I, I think they're going to have a pretty solid year, but I do have them in third in the West. They will make the playoffs, but they're not going to be as good as the Rams or Niners. In second, I've got the Rams at 13-4. and four. Not very often that you'll hear a 13-4 and four team in second place, but that's just how good I think the Niners are going to be this year. I mean, they got Matt Stafford. They've got him throwing to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. They did lose Cam Akers, but they picked up Sony, which I think could be a really good pickup for them. I don't think Sony is done. I just think there wasn't really a place for him in New England anymore with the emergence of Damian Harris and uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who was a way cheaper option than Michelle, way younger, less tread on his tires. But their defense is nasty. They've got the defensive player of the year, best defensive player in football, and they've got Jalen Ramsey on the outside. I think they're going to be really hard to beat, and they could easily win the NFC. I myself, I'm not going to say that's going to happen, but I could. I would not be surprised if it happens. And then in first in the West, I've got the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to see how the quarterback situation shakes up, but truthfully, I mean, I don't, don't think it matters. Jimmy G, you've seen him go to a Super Bowl with this squad before, and if Trey Lance starts, he's an electric player. I think he could elevate them. Their defense is going to be really good. You've got Nick Bosa coming back from injury this year. You did lose Richard Sherman. But I still think that defense is just going to be locked down. You've got George Kittle. You've got Debo Samuel. I just think they're going to be really good. And another team that could easily, easily win the NFC. So before we get to the playoffs, I want to talk about my award predictions for the year. We'll start with a big one, MVP. I've got, for each of these awards, I'm going to have three guys that I think could win it. Uh, for the MVP, Tom Brady. Uh, like I said, I think the Bucks are going to be the number one seed in the NFC. He's got three all-pro level receivers, plus Gronk, plus Fournette. I just think they're going to have a really good record, and usually the MVP is on a really good team. I think Brady's going to have a really good year at age 44, and he could easily be in the running for it. Also, it could be Josh Allen. Like Same thing with the Bills. They are going to have a really good season. I've got them as one of two teams that are going to beat Tampa. And Josh Allen, he easily could have won it last year. He's... Going to be in the running for it again this year. Don't be surprised at all if he wins it. And my third candidate for the MVP is going to be Dak Prescott. Pretty much the same story for all three of these quarterbacks. I think they're going to have really good records. I think they're going to have big numbers throwing the football. And, I mean, Dak Dak and Josh, obviously not Tom, but Dak and Josh, you've got the mobile element too. You don't know how many rushing yards or touchdowns they're going to score. But I think any of those three could very easily win the MVP. So for Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to say my first candidate is Trey Lance if he starts. If he starts, I think easily, like I said, with their with the prediction I have for them, they're going to be really good. I think Trey will bring a really electric element to that Niners offense. And, um, yeah, I, he could very easily win it. Mac Jones, he just got announced yesterday as a starting quarterback for New England. Um, I think New England is going to be solid. Mac looked really good in the preseason. Uh, looked really good against the Giants' ones in camp. He completed all but one pass out of like 23 against them. 
He doesn't lack confidence. He has charisma. All his teammates rave about his leadership. I think Matt could have a really, really good year. And then Kyle Pitts is the third one for me. He's just he honestly he's a unicorn on the field. We haven't seen something like him really. You could say Kittle, but I don't think Kittle's got the speed and just receiving ability that Kyle Pitts showed at Florida. And if that translates to the league, I think the Falcons could be even better than I predicted, and he could run away with the rookie of the year. If he's just doing what he did, when I mean, you can't put a DB on him because they're not big enough. You can't put a linebacker on him because they're not fast enough. I mean, he is a receiver in a huge frame that can beat anyone, and so that's really hard to guard. I could see him winning a rookie of the year. On the defensive side of the rookie of the year, my first candidate is going to be Patrick Sertan of the Denver Broncos. Uh, he had a really good camp, really good preseason. We saw clips of him guarding Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson. He's not shy of the challenge. Uh, and the Broncos defense, like I said, is going to be really, really good. I think he'll be a key component of that and a big part of that secondary. He could easily win it. It could be also Micah Parsons, linebacker for the Cowboys. Cowboys run defense. Defense as a whole struggled last year. And if they have a good year and bounce back on defense, I think that he'll be a big reason. He'll definitely be in that conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year. And so for that third one, I'm going to say Jalen Phillips of the Miami Dolphins. Really the same story as the other two. A rookie that can make a big impact immediately on a good defense. I think the Dolphins' defense is going to play really well this year, and he could easily have a big role in that. I really liked him at Miami. He's in the same state, obviously. He's comfortable in that area. Not sure how much that could play into football, but just something to take note of, and I think he could win the Defensive Rookie of the Year. So Offensive Player of the Year, I've got Derrick Henry. He could win it again. He won it last year. I think he's going to be just as unstoppable this year. I think some of his carries are going to get taken away due to the presence of Jones and Brown, so maybe not as heavy of a favorite to win it this year, but just such a phenomenal running back that he could easily win it again. Um... My second candidate has already been in the running for another award is Dak Prescott. I think if he puts up the numbers like he did last year, historic numbers, even if he doesn't win the MVP, he, he could very easily get the Offensive Player of the Year. Just his presence, his leadership for the Cowboys, um, I think it's going to be really big this year. I think he's going to have really gaudy numbers, and so we'll see. And then my third one is Dalvin Cook, who I've already mentioned early in the episode when I was discussing the Vikings. He's an electric player. Last year, for a big chunk of the season, he was in the MVP running. I mean, he's crazy. His two-way ability, his ability to run after the catch, his ability to run the ball, both between the tackles and outside, he's just, it's its amazing. I mean, he's shifty, he's strong, he's fast, he's got everything you want in a back, especially a two-way back. I've got him, as a pass catching, as a two-way back, I've got him right behind Alvin and CMC. He's right there with them. And for our next award, Coach of the Year, I think it could be Mike McCarthy, Cowboys coach. I've already talked plenty on how I think they could bounce back, how I think they're going to dominate their weak division. And if that is the case, Mike McCarthy is definitely going to be a front runner for the award. Could also be Mike Vrabel. Maybe not as likely as, I mean, they've been good the past couple seasons. It's not like they would be emerging out of nowhere. But I like him if they do what I think they're going to do, which is 13-4, and 14-3 four, and three type range. With that offense, you got to give Mike Vrabel some consideration. And then Kyle Shanahan, another guy that's already had some really good years as a coach, but last year dealt with a lot of injuries, had a really bad year. Could have been easy to just ship guys off. 
maybe, you know, with Sherman leaving and everything, be like, you know what, let's start rebuilding, not just at the quarterback position, which they may be doing with Trey Lance, but all around. But he stuck with it, and I think he's going to reap the benefits of that, and I think the Niners are going to be really good. And for that reason, Kyle Shanahan will be right in the thick of it for the Coach of the Year race. Now, down to our last two awards, Comeback Player of the Year, my first candidate. To me, I feel like the favorite to win it is Saquon Barkley. We all know about him, the athleticism, the strength, just the presence that Saquon has on the field. Um, if he comes back and does Saquon-like things after that injury last year, not to mention the injury the year before, I think he could easily be the comeback player of the year. It's just a matter for him of staying healthy. And then also I've got Carson Wentz. Not as likely to me. Um, he is coming off a really bad season. He's been injured some. If he comes to a new situation with Frank Reich, who he's familiar with, and balls out, then he could very easily win this. If we saw 2017 Carson Wentz, which I don't know if we will, but if we did, that would very easily put him as likely to win the Comeback Player of the Year. So third guy I have for this is Nick Bosa, another guy who suffered a really bad knee injury last year. Um, I've got him as a candidate for Comeback Player of the Year. Once again, as I've harped on this whole episode, uh, the Niners are going to be good. Their defense is going to be really good, and he's going to be an anchor of it. If he can get double-digit sacks and have a season like he did his rookie year or a season like his brother does, he can easily win Comeback Player of the Year. And so, last award, Defensive Player of the Year. A sleeper, I think, this year that could easily win it uh, is Chase Young. He's so dominant. He showed so much flashes of dominance in his rookie year. I think he only builds on that. I think he gets in the backfield a lot this year. I think he's going to be really good. And then the other two candidates I have are on the same team, uh, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald both. I think Ramsey is going to continue to show that he is a top-two cornerback. I don't know if he's one or two, but he's a top-two cornerback in the league. And um, I think he's going to continue to dominate. He's going to pretty much erase the side of the field, which is invaluable. And we saw a cornerback win the award two years ago in Stephon Gilmore. I think Ramsey could easily win it this year. And then my third candidate, as always, can't leave him off the list when predicting this award, is Aaron Donald. I think Donald's just going to continue being himself. He's going to keep getting triple teamed and still getting sacks, TFLs. He's going to do his thing. And um, I've got the Rams, like I said, being really good. And I think that Donald is going to be a big, big part of that. And so now for the final part of the episode, my playoff predictions. In the AFC first round, I've got the Titans and Ravens, a really familiar playoff rivalry. I'm going to have the Titans winning that as the four seed. I'm going to have them beating the Ravens for the second time in three years. Their third time in three years matching up, but the second time the Titans are going to get the W in the rubber match. Then I've got the... Dolphins and the Browns playing the two-seeded Browns against the seven-seeded Dolphins. We've got the Browns winning that one at home. Not sure that'll be really close, but I've got the Browns moving on to the next round. And then the other game in the AFC, the Patriots and Bills for the third time in the season. I'm going to have the Bills taking this one by maybe 10, maybe a little more depending how the Pats play, but I'm going to have the Bills moving on to face the Browns. So in the AFC in the divisional round, and it's going to be the number one seeded Chiefs at home taking on the Titans. 
I think that'll be a really good game. I think it'll be a really offensive heavy game. But I have got the Chiefs going away with that one. And then on the other side, the Browns and the Bills, like I said, facing off. They'll be facing off in Cleveland. I've got the Browns as the two seed. And I'm going to have the Browns taking that one in another good game. I think that'll actually be a really defensive-oriented game, despite the two really good offenses. And then in the conference championship, I've got the Chiefs and the Browns in a rematch of last year's divisional round. And I have the Chiefs going on to the Super Bowl for the third year in a row, their fourth straight conference championship. And so I will have them in the Super Bowl. Let's go to the NFC. I've got the Vikings, the seven seed, taking on the two-seeded Cowboys. And I'm going to have the Cowboys winning that one in Jerry World at AT AT&T Stadium and moving on to the divisional round. Then I've got the three-seeded 49ers taking on the six-seed Cardinals. I'm going to have the Niners winning that one by maybe a touchdown. And so the Cowboys and Niners will face off in the divisional round. Then I've got the five-seed Rams and the four-seed Packers trying to see who plays against the number one seed Bucks. I'm going to have the Rams winning that one in Lambeau, another rematch of last year's divisional round. I've got the Rams heading to Tampa to take on the Bucks. So in that game, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think the Rams are really good. I think they're the most equipped team in the NFC to beat the Bucks. but I'm going to have the Bucks pulling that one out with a classic clutch drive by TB12. That's just how I think it's going to go. And then on the other side, Cowboys and Niners. I'm going to have the Niners actually taking that one on the road in Dallas, setting up a showdown in Tampa Bay with the Bucks in the NFC Championship. I think that's going to be a really hard-fought game. Depending what happens to the quarterback situation, you could see a Brady against Garoppolo matchup, the master and apprentice, if you will, going against each other. But I've got the Bucks winning it, which means I've got a rematch of the Super Bowl from last year, Chiefs and Bucks. I think it's going to be a lot closer this year. But I do have the Bucks going back-to-back, and I do have Tom Brady winning his eighth ring. So that's going to do it for the NFL preview on this episode of Stand Up Triple. Hope you join us next episode. We'll be talking NFL, MLB, college football, everything that's going on.